Welcome to The Mind of a Teenager. I'm your host, Amaya Marie, and you're listening to episode three. This episode is about something that I've been thinking about a lot recently, especially because the time is fastly approaching. Um, going back to school. Yeah, it is something that I've actually kind of been looking forward to this summer because I just have so much going on for me when I get back to school. Like, I'm going to be a senior, so there's a whole bunch of new senior responsibilities and activities that I'll be able to do, along with certain programs that I'm in that I would like to continue and do, like, the last stages of, which I'm really, really excited for. But along with that comes a lot of anxious thoughts and overloading that I've never had before, and I honestly feel like this is because I'm getting older and I am realizing that this is probably going to be what my life is like in the following years. You know, there's not going to be any more summer vacations for me. There's not going to be months and months of downtime where I don't have responsibilities. And so this summer is really supposed to be like my celebration, my huge festival. And honestly, it hasn't been. I have been so focused on college readiness, taking extra classes over the summer, doing volunteering, you know, creating a podcast. All of those things have been taking over my time. And I love doing all of these things and I love what it's going to help me achieve in the future. But I, I also look at this time and I don't want to look back on it and be like, I wasted my summer on things that were just going to help me in the future. You know, like, I don't want to look back with regrets and resentment. So I try to do things like uh, do tennis tournaments, go to tennis lessons, hang out with friends, um, binge watch TV, because those are all things that I like and I still want to make this fun, but yet a productive summer. And now we're coming into the middle of July, and I'm scared that I'm not prepared for school and that I'm still going to have a lot more on my plate and more things from summer carrying over into the fall semester, which I'm not, I'm not excited about. <laughs> I'm really not. Especially since last year, due to COVID, I decided to do remote learning, so I stayed home and I did all my classes, and I actually kind of liked it. At first, it was kind of a pain because I'd have to wake up every day at 8 o'clock and go on my computer and blah, 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 and I understand that that's not a big deal, but for me, it literally wasn't. I don't know why. I just couldn't wake up early enough to get to my AP U.S. history class. That was so boring. And then I would just go on my phone all day throughout all my classes. I didn't even know what we were learning. Like, I had to drop my AP classes halfway through the school year because I didn't know what was going on in them. I was not paying attention. And literally every day that I would tell myself, you know, I'm just going to pay attention. Today's the day that I become more studious. It wasn't. And I just continued to do whatever I wanted because it was hard to engage with your classmates and your teachers while they're in another building, a city away from you. So that was tough. 
And not only that, I also didn't have much, you know, stimulation with other people. I wasn't seeing a lot of, I wasn't seeing people talking to different people often, off and on. And that was probably something that also that like really shifted my mood. I'm a person who really needs to be talking with others and uh, feeding off of other people's energy. And I didn't have that opportunity because I was on a laptop in the corner of my room sitting in a chair on my phone. So, yeah. And you can really tell by, like, my Instagram. Um, my personal Instagram, you just saw, like, photos of me every day just, like, sitting in my chair or going to the kitchen or in the car or I would, like, post TikToks of me dancing because that's what I would do to fill the time. And I was I was really bored. And that's what I'm looking forward to when I go back to school is having everything that I didn't have last year. Which, I mean, that's great and all. But... I guess you could say I'm anxious, but yet I'm really happy to do this, to go back to school. Like I said before, I am going back to programs that I have been in ever since I was a freshman. So I am very excited for that, but yet I just keep thinking and counting and listing all of the responsibilities I'm going to have and everything that I need to do in order to prepare for college within the first three months of me getting back to school. And it's a lot. It's a lot. And it's kind of overwhelming because I just, I don't, I'm not prepared for this. I've never had to do this before. I've never had to juggle a podcast, school, extracurriculars, as well as, you know, advanced classes, plus applications and tours and buying a car. All of these things are new to me and they're all happening within a three-month period and I don't know if I'm going to be able to cope with that. So, yeah, that is why I am panicking at the moment about school because I don't know what it's going to be like when I get back, which is another scary thing for me. I haven't talked about this yet, but I really want to touch on it because this is something that really affects me. I think I have mentioned, or if I didn't, I didn't. I'm a very obsessive person, and with obsessive personalities, you become attached to people or things or the idea of relationships, and when that happens, it's really hard to separate yourself from that or break away from that mindset because that tends to fuel you. That's like your reward, what you think about at the end of the day, what gets you through the day, what gets you up in the morning is that idea or that person or that fantasy. 
I have no shame in saying that I am a very obsessive person, and when things don't go my way, I get very frustrated, and I become, like, like, I just go crazy, because who wouldn't want things to go their way, especially when, you know, you were riding on that person, or you were riding on that scenario to play out exactly like you wanted, like, of course you're just gonna lose it. And that kind of behavior and that kind of mentality really affects a lot of things in your life, especially relationships with people. And that's something that I want to talk about in this episode because I feel like it also ties into whether you're going back to school or going to a new school or getting like your new job, you know, going into new environments with new people that is, you just have to figure out how to portray yourself in a way that you want to be looked at. And I feel like, especially since someone who has been bullied, I feel like that is the most important part is first impressions, is how people view you when you first, when they first meet you. It determines when they are going to, if they are going to give you a chance if they are going to induct you into their friend group or if they are going to invite you to a happy hour, that is the most important part is how you greet them, is how you portray yourself in your first meeting, in your first encounter. For me personally, a couple of the awful things that I tend to do when meeting someone new for the first time is... I use big words. I'm saying big words in quotations because that's what a lot of people have said to me and I don't like the term big words because what they mean by that is just descriptive, detailed words. And I feel like, you know what, if I'm meeting someone for the first time, I would love to be presented as someone who's smart and well-spoken. So, of course, I'm going to use big, descriptive, detailed words and enunciate and be the best version of myself because that's my first impression. I have to be. If I'm not, then they're just going to write me off and look the other way. And I don't want that to happen. I want to be with the cool kids, right? So that is the most important part of my first impression is making myself look good by using the most descriptive, detailed synonyms and antonyms for words when I could just say good, bad, sad, you know? So, another thing that comes with that is people say that that makes me intimidating or it makes me seem patronizing And I understand how this can all be detrimental to my character, but at the same time, it's me, and that's who I am. I am just a person who enjoys going the extra mile and meeting people. Like, I love to dress up and put myself out there. I want to look wow. Like, even if there's other people in the room who didn't get the memo that this is a formal event, I'm still wearing a dress, makeup, and curled hair with heels. Like, that is me. And that also is represented in the way that I speak when meeting someone for for the first time. 
And so, yeah, I totally understand if that's obnoxious and or demeaning and intimidating. But although I say that I'm super confident about this and I don't really care, it's not up to me. I said in... I can't remember. I think, yeah, it was the first episode. It takes two to tango. It really does. And if other people aren't digging you, then you're most likely not going to be their friend. And so if you want to cultivate relationships, you need to read the room, feel people out, understand what's right to say, what words to use, how to dress, because that's how you're going to be able to work into a relationship and be able to dig deeper into who they are and into who you are. And I'm not saying this to hide yourself, hide your personality. I'm saying, you know, maybe don't be the first one to speak up or speak out. Read the room, feel it out, put out some feelers. If you find yourself in the same situation where I am, where I'm a little bit too bold and a little bit too edgy, then what you can do is make the conversation about them. And once you do that, once you ask questions about them and their relationships and about their experiences, then you know what to build off of that you can relate to and also how to carry yourself. And also, if you even want to be their friend. Because you can waste years, months, you can waste decades of your life being friends or being in a romantic relationship with people who going to be with you for eternity so instead of taking that wrong step get to the point and figure out you know are they going to be right for you and the key to that is first impressions you aren't the only one who is trying to look good and that should be your first sign is that are they trying to look good too because if they're not then mm, maybe that's a little off If that's something that you're looking for, if you're looking for someone who uses descriptive language, shows their smarts, um, someone who carries himself with elegance and class, then those are the things that you need to look for in the first meeting, in the first impression. And I am not saying all of this to essentially be like, well, if they don't meet your criteria, then dump them to the curb. They're not meant for you. I'm saying that, you know, these these are the boxes that people need to check. And if they don't, then you can give them some more of your time, but don't expect them to be the one. I'll give you an example of a bad first impression. It would usually be with someone you meet for the first time or a friend of a friend And the first thing that they say to you is something super personal, something about their personal life that they just go around telling strangers. And to me, that's kind of off-putting because it kind of shows that 
you know, they can't even keep their personal life private, and also that they like to gossip. And if you don't like people who like to gossip or people who like to talk about their private life in such explicit manner and in public, then maybe you shouldn't, you know, continue that or even see where your friendship will go. Um, yeah. I've definitely had a couple of those instances, and it's not the prettiest because, you know, you don't know what you're supposed to do. Like, am I supposed to pity this girl who just told me that her dad died and her mom went to jail? And because that means that for the rest of my life, for the rest of our friendship, I'm going to be comforting her and supporting her more than I'm taking care of myself. And those are dynamics that you should look for with first impressions, whether you're portraying that or also, you know, other people are portraying that. And if you can't tell, this is why I am concerned and anxious about going back to school, because this is how I view first impressions and new relationships. How do you think I'm going to deal with being a senior, having to talk and deal with more people, and having to be a person of seniority? Like, I I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. Like, I feel like I'm just going to crash, or I'm going to bolt, or I'm going to misinterpret something, and it's going to be a huge disaster. These are the kinds of things that are stressing me out about being a senior and going to college and just simply going back to school. I have a planner already dedicated to August and I've started writing down the school calendar plus events that I think I'm going to be doing and like I've already got like half of August already planned out. And I'm not a person who likes to plan, but I feel like maybe I'm going to have to do that this year because I'm kind of all over the place and I need some order. And I feel like especially now, since I'm going to be juggling like 300 gazillion things, I'm going to need a lot more order than I had before. And like, I'm taking this student success class, which is like mandatory for college and also for dual enrollment students. And it's all about how you need to put academics above all else and how you need to dedicate 10 hours a week minimum to your one class in college and college is not going to be a breeze and it's going to be a lot a lot of work although it seems like nothing it's going to be a lot of work and that's already freaking me out like I don't think I'm going to be able to do that like I feel like I'm already struggling in high school imagine what college is going to be like and yeah that's also another thing is I'm only thinking about the first day of my senior year, my last first day of high school. But imagine my first day of college. I'm going to be freaking the bleep out. Like I what I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be able to process that. I'm actually really excited 
And I feel like this is a step in the right direction, obviously. It's a step towards my future, and it shows my growth and my progress. And I can't wait to walk across that stage with a diploma case, because I know they don't put the diplomas in there, but walk across the stage with that in my cabin gown and all of my, um, ta- my cords and flip the tassel and wear my sash- sashes and everything. I feel like this is going to be a really good year for me uh, school-wise and I hope that I I can't wait. I really can't wait. And I hope you come with me on this journey because I really want I really want this podcast to come with me to college. I want you guys to see where I go in life and how my brain changes and if I continue with the immature teenage thoughts of boys and obsessions but yeah I feel like that's I feel like that's gonna be pretty pretty cool so thanks for listening to episode three um if you have any suggestions comments anything really you can email me at the mind of a teenager dot pod at gmail.com and check out the instagram the mind of a teenager dot pod um and yeah please just tell me what kind of content you'd like i'm open to suggestions especially about audio pace and i'm amaya marie and you have successfully completed episode three. Bye, guys. Das Vidanya.